Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Nadia Dalamante's interview with the writer, director, and producer for To Kill a Tiger, Nisha Pahuja. <laughs> हमें खुद से पूछना होगा क्या हमारे देश के बुनियादी ढांचे में कोई कमी तो नहीं जानते हैं ना आपके गांव में एक घटना घटा है जिसमें एक तेरह साल की बच्ची के साथ बलात्कार हुआ है तो लड़का या लड़की की कोई तो दूर करना नहीं रहे बोल रहा था कि अगर किसी को बताएगी तो मार देंगे बोल के बोला उसी के सहारे हम एकदम दर भय पूरा एकदम खत्म हो जाता है पिता अपनी बेटी का सामूहिक बलात्कार के केस को लेकर उठा है ये अपने आप में छोटी घटना नहीं है अब वो नादानी में गलती कर दिया तो क्या करें उसको काट को फेंक दे कायन कभी अगर मार दे दिया तो मेरा बच्चा सबका कहा होगा Hi, Nisha. It's Nadia with Next Best Picture. How are you doing today? Really good, Nadia. How are good. you doing? Good, good. Thank you. Uh, thank you for taking the time to chat with me and for making this documentary, To Kill a Tiger. And I have to tell you, when I saw it, I was incredibly overwhelmed by the strength and the courage of this family and the way that you've tackled this subject matter from a cultural perspective, addressing how ways of thinking cause harm and exploring the power of the human spirit. That was just very, very powerful and very emotional. So I wanted to just start by saying thank you for bringing this story to the screen and because it is a story that definitely needs to be seen and heard. Wow, thank you. Yeah, ab- absolutely. It is something that is so, um, I think most people who who see the film have that same kind of reaction, you know, just, uh, I, I think, a real sort of deep admiration for the spirit of the family and and their their strength, you know, in the face of this incredible adversity and 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 the odds that are stacked against them. Yeah, you can definitely feel that spirit throughout. And and your journey with this film has been really incredible from winning the Amplify Voices Award for Best Film at last year's Toronto Film Festival now to being nominated for an Academy Award for Best Documentary Feature. Congratulations on your first Oscar nomination. 
Thank you. It's a little trippy, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How does it feel to be recognized for this particular film by by the Academy? I think we're all still in a little bit of, we just haven't really had time to process what it means yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I have a feeling, and I think this is probably true for a lot of the filmmakers, I think you're just sort of overwhelmed by what else is 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 going on you know everything else that you're doing around the nomination so um i my my sense is that i'll i'll have a sense and i'll be able to really reflect a few months a few months from now <laughs> so yeah. you can ask me in 3 months how i feel you know? <laughs> for sure i hope to get the opportunity to ask you well how it all feels that at that point um yeah so at the center of this film is it you see this father's fight for justice for his daughter and the strength of their connection is felt right away. I was wondering what was your first connection to Ranjit and his daughter Kiran? How did you learn about this this family? Well, I was I was actually in the field and I was um I was filming the work of the NGO. They were my focus. Um, and the NGO had started a gender sensitization program in the state of Jharkhand. They were working in, in 30 villages uh, across the state, working, and they were specifically looking at masculinity. So they were working with men and boys, and they were trying to get men and boys to see a different way of, of being male, right? So it was a very extensive three-and-a-half-year program that they were running, and I was following that process. And Ranjit just happened to be one of the men that was part of this program. And um, and so that's really literally how I came across him and, and his story because uh, because the NGO. So it's a very organic, organic way of, of, of meeting them. But I never, I didn't meet Ranjit before this happened. I met him after it happened, just days after it happened. And so literally the first time I was meeting Ranjit and his family, I was filming with them. You know, I was uh, we were filming uh, Amit, who's the activist, one of the activists in the film, going to meet the family for the first time. And that's that's how I met him. You know, didn't know him before. Wow. Yeah, I, I imagine there must have been a lot of delicacy and vulnerability there in, in approaching Ranjit and his family, especially at, at the time that you that you met them to to start this process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was so delicate. It was so um, sensitive and fraught. And um, I I just remember, I mean, I, I approached it with just a lot of trepidation mm -hmm. and a lot of um, care, mm -hmm. you know, so just being very careful and, and frankly, just surprised that they actually said yes. I wasn't expecting them to say yes, uh, but they did. And that was really the beginning of this really powerful relationship that we had. Yeah, and that care is really felt throughout. As the film progresses, we start to hear more of Ranjit's daughter, Kieran, yeah. and her voice and yeah. her courage, her bravery. Uh, it, it just that unbelievable sense of, of strength from her. And the moment that I was thinking of is when she's preparing for the testimony and walks inside the courtroom. Mm. It, it's just a remarkable moment. It was really emotional to listen to her and to to watch her experience what was it like for you to connect with her through this whole yeah. process and how was your relationship today yeah um you know i think i think for me it's so amazing that you you specify that particular moment you know because i think for me 
up until that moment, I was just always terrified for her. Mm-hmm. I was just always anxious and uh, just protective, obviously, right? Just feeling really, really protective. But at that that moment, um, and I would say even a little bit earlier, because you know she stayed with us for a few days before her testimony, right? She came to she came to stay with the crew, and and so I think you know just spending time with her during those during those few days, you really get a sense of of um, her strength. Mm-hmm. But it's it's that moment that she walks because her head is held high, like she's so yeah, you know she's not cowering, right? She's not she's just going in. She's just you know she's just determined. There's a there's an air of kind of strength and determination. So I I think that's when I I felt like I really understood how how strong and 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 how brave how brave she was just the way she walked into walked into that courtroom and. It's it's a, it's really amazing. You probably know this, you know, after watching the film. But her decision to to show herself, you know, because initially we were going to not reveal her identity, her face, and her decision to come forward had to do with her seeing herself as a thirteen year old. You know, when she was an adult, she watched the film, and um, and she was so impressed with her with her courage mm. as a 13 year old girl she just couldn't believe how strong she was you know? she herself was kind of blown away by herself you know yeah yeah that's that's absolutely incredible yeah. hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It also made me think of, um, you know, just seeing that courage. It, one of the opening lines of the film asks, is there something fundamentally wrong with our country? And in and, and that moment, I really took away that the right for the fight for women's rights is not only with leadership, it's also with a a way of thinking. And I think that's something that you portray so powerfully throughout this film. There are so many different ways of thinking yeah. that are touched upon here, in particular, the toxic masculinity that we see in the village. Was that perspective part of your initial kind of focus going into yeah. the filming? Or was it something that kind of took more shape as the process no. was? Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely was. I mean, um, you know, the the film that I was, I, I don't know if you know this, I don't know who talked about this, but, you know, to, to Kill a Tiger was actually supposed to be a completely different film. Mm. And it was, it was, a, a and this, you know, the, the storyline of the family was just going to be one thread. And the, the other two that I was sort of trying to weave in were uh, about these boys that were in this train, in this gender sensitization program, you know, because the, what I wanted to do is I wanted to make a film about masculinity. That was the that was the focus, and uh, so I and and it was uh, it was a desire to understand you know why those headlines uh, that you read about that come out uh, of, of India mm. so often you know what is the root cause of that what is the root cause of that right and it is as you say it's that kind of um, you know that that way of of being male you know and, and so that was what I was trying to that's what I was trying to explore. It's the it was the why behind the behind the headlines. And then as I was filming, you know, 
I've I've literally filmed a headline itself right it, mm. this this happened as as I was filming so it it um it was absolutely very very intentional to explore masculinity in, in the film yeah it, it really felt like this kind of grassroots approach at really looking at what's happening on the ground and I, part of that is which is part of the documentary is the the presence of the foundation activists yeah and how impactful for that was that for you to have their their presence there their involvement and capturing their interactions with with the village Yes, it was, it was, it was really, I mean, that part was so incredible, right? So, and Mahindraji, who's one of the activists that's featured in the film, he's the older one. Mm -hmm. He's just really someone that is such a special human being. And if you think about it, like all of those activists, all of those male activists uh, that are in the film that are now fighting for women's rights and gender justice, they were all like the men in the village at one point, mm. right? They were it's not like they were any different because the the culture that they grew up in is the absolute same culture. Um, and you could say that it's kind of in some ways, you know, the same culture, the, the, the world over, right? This, these issues aren't exclusive to India. Having them involved uh, was really important, but not just for me, but also for Ranjit, just his mm. morale and um, the strength that he got from them, right? Like, to fight that kind of a battle on your own when everyone is turning against you. To have yes. the support and to have partners is so important, you know, especially just given the complexity of all the other things. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, just, just for some, just, just given the, the kind of complexity of, of the Indian system, the caste system, the fact that he's, he's this very poor farmer to have gone it alone would have been, I think he would have done it, but it would have been a lot harder, you know, it would have been a lot harder. And I don't know if if they would have gotten uh, the justice that they got, to be honest. Yeah, it really, you really feel there yeah. um, with that that pressure that that builds around the case for their involvement. And it, it really is incredible to see those how those perspectives are shifting in real time. Yeah. I think you capture that so, so powerfully. Thank you. One of the recurring questions posed throughout the documentary is is exactly what we were were discussing is how do you change that way of thinking that leads to violence against women? And now with more global attention on To Kill a Tiger and the film returning to U.S. theaters very soon, what are your hopes for the film as it continues to reach more and more people and and it, it, the impact on other girls and families with who might have similar stories, who might, you know, feel more comfortable to to talk about them after seeing this film? Yeah, no, that's really, um, it's a really important question. I mean, you know, for us, uh, part of why it's so important for us to get the film out into the world and part of why we were even pursuing this kind of road that we've traveled with this, you know, with this awards campaign mm. is literally to get attention to the issue. Yeah. And the platform that that gives you, right? And and I think this sort of um, I think what what this the film does really really well is it encourages and I've I've seen it because I've I've had so many survivors come up to me after screenings or send me messages. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you how many, you know, 
they've been inspired uh, by the family. They've been in inspired by her, some to kind of pursue justice, you know, some to kind of talk about it openly with their families. Um, uh, and, and others, I think, to understand that, you know, this, this kind of stigma and uh, the shame that kind of shrouds sexual violence is something that we have to do away with. And that's that shame is global. You know, I think survivors around the world feel that kind of shame, you know, that that sort of stigma. And I think the other thing that the film does really well, which is really important for us to advocate for, um, is it gives men a different way of being male. You know, it brings mm. men into the conversation. And because uh, Ranjit to me is, is such an incredible champion of and I don't want to say women's rights, right? Because it's human rights. Because mm -hmm. you know, I think he's he advocates for he advocates for the kind of gender justice we think is so important, not because it's his daughter, but it's because he understands that equality, that sense of equality, and that sense of humanity. You know, that's what we all have to kind of aspire to, and that's what we have to fight for. And it's been inside of him since he was a child. This is just something. This is just who he is as a person, right? It's kind of baked in, baked into him. So, yeah, I mean, that for for me, those are those are so critical. And and that's uh, you know one of the things that we're doing with the film is a, a, an impact campaign, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and we're working with the working with an organization called Equality Now. And uh, with them, they're going, you know, it's, we're looking at sort of basically how do we use this film to have an impact and to make change with all of the various systems that survivors have to negotiate, you know, when, when they, when they come face to face in, the, in their pursuit of justice. So it's, it's using the film to kind of advocate for survivors in, in many different ways. Mm -hmm. it's it's an incredible it's incredible how powerful this this medium is a film and that the more people can see it the more they can become aware as you're saying and yeah. more comfortable mm -hmm. to talk about to talk about these issues and to kill a yeah. tiger is an absolute must-see film and i hope that it reaches as many many places as possible thanks nadia so we're coming up on the end of the road time here but before we wrap i would love to know if you're able to tell us what you're working on next, or if there's a subject or a, a project that you have in mind that you're thinking of doing or. Well, you know, I'll be really honest. I mean, I want to finish the film that I started to make, mm. you know, nine years ago when I started, yeah. you know, the film on masculinity, right. Cause it's to me, it's, it's the, it's the, the part two that's really important mm -hmm. still you know, this idea of understanding, uh, how boys, you know, how we raise our boys and mm -hmm. the, the impact, uh, the impact that that has and, and, and how we need to change that. So I think for me, that's the second, that's the part two. Well, thank you very much for the work that you're doing, Nisha. It's absolutely inspiring and impactful. And it was such a pleasure to meet with you and speak with you. And thank you. Thank you very much again for your time. Thanks, Nadia. It's such a joy. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye. 
Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Nadia Dalamande's interview with the writer, director, and producer for the Oscar-nominated documentary film To Kill a Tiger here on the Next Best Picture podcast. To Kill a Tiger is up for your consideration for this year's Academy Awards for Best Documentary Feature Film. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you all so much for listening, as always, and we will see you all next time. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.